0: Welcome back. This is the Alchemist Nation podcast. My name is Walter Morello, and I get to hang out with some of the coolest people across the country who are real estate investors who have built their empires and just are looking to give back. So Kenny Wolf, you're a syndicator, you're a family man, you're a good friend, a good person, and uh, you know how to have a good conversation at midnight. I remember meeting you in Boston (laughs) So Kenny, how you, you're working on a ton of projects, right? You, you bought a Rockefeller building in Cleveland uh, from what I remember. And uh, Dreena tells me you've taken down two more deals, a uh, hundred unit plus. Uh, so let's start there, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so we, we, we've been pretty busy in 2020. Um, uh, well, first, thanks for having me on, Walter. I appreciate it. Um, good to see you again. Uh, I, I did enjoy our late Boston conversation there uh, in March before all this happened. <laughs> you were literally the last like, National travel
0: I got to hang out with before <laughs> everything got cut down.
1: <laughs> well, good. It was the, it was it was the best for last. So uh, it was <laughs>
0: phenomenal training. I learned a lot, and and then just hanging out with you afterwards. You gave so much. Okay, so all
1: right, well, good. Um, yeah. So twenty twenty has been pretty good for us. Uh, we've been pretty busy. Uh, we've bought forty two million of multifamily assets uh, this year, and we've got another twenty five million in the pipeline, either under contract or close to it. Um, So we've been pretty busy. Some of those are going to probably close early next year at this point, but we're late in the late in the season, but uh, I've been doing that we just launched our commercial real estate fund our third one of that too. So we buy triple net stuff as well. Uh, So we're very busy around here at the office. Um, So so much so I had actually hire a guy in March, but I don't know who hired anybody in March, but I did. Uh, (laughs) yeah so
0: you're still building the economy even though the economy is like yeah i just want to tank right now you're like nah let's let's bring this back in uh keep it growing kenny you've done a lot you've done a lot uh in your lifetime but you've done a lot just in this last year how did you how did you get into real estate like what was it before you were the man the myth the legend like what was early kenny wolf like how did you say you know what i want real estate i'm gonna do it this way
1: What's funny is, so I got out of uh, Baylor University, graduated from there, um, got out an oil and gas job in the accounting field. So I was, you know, one of those people, um, entry-level accountant, um, and it kind of worked my way uh, pretty quickly in that organization. So I was CFO at 28 years old on a spin-off company uh, we did there in Shreveport. Um, So anyways, did that. And then um, three years into that, um, we had one client, it was Chesapeake Energy. Uh, The first time they went bankrupt uh, was three years into our five-year contract with them. Uh, or we're about to. And so my wife, my wife and I just like, Hey, look, we got to find something else. Um, Cause my dad was in oil and gas. And then my grandfather also was in that as well. And so I, I've seen feast it's either feast or famine in that business. Um, yeah, It's exciting, but sometimes that's a bad thing. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they, they say that about investments. If you get excited about the investment, it's probably not the one you got, you should right. walk away.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Keep a level head. Um, yeah. and so anyway, so we, so I actually, I reached out to a, um, and, uh, to a family friend, um, she uh, she's, uh, she was very wealthy, wealthy family. Um, so I'm, bit, I'm big on modeling. Um, you know, so, so if someone's doing what you want to do, ask them how, to, how they did it um, and then copy it. It really sh- shortens the learning curve um, for everybody. So uh, not just investing, but working out, whatever you want in life, right? Uh, so anyways, um, did that. Um, she said, hey, go to this, you know, two-day real estate seminar. So we did that. Um, the first day uh, they talk about single family investing. Um, and so my wife and I were so excited that night, we're going to buy, our goal plan was to buy 10 single family homes uh, in Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, super pumped. And then the second day they talk about multifamily. Uh, and it was just, it, 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 was a light bulb went off. So we said, forget single family altogether. Um, we had the means to jump into, uh, jump into multifamily. So we've, uh, that's what we did. Um, so we did passive two passive investments to learn the ropes. One, Fixer upper one, one uh, yield play, and then uh, the third deal we did was our own syndication of seventy six units. Wow!
0: And what what year was this? How long ago was this uh, when you first got started?
1: Uh, Two thousand ten. So almost we've been in the game about ten years now. So Nice. And you suggest people follow that path
0: of start with investing in somebody else's play, go passive, learn the process, learn the ropes, and then you can start doing your own.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a better way to go um, on on that, and and and. And because, you know, your are my goal was always to build a business, right? So I wanted to build something pretty big. And so, um, and I was coming from oil and gas and accounting. So numbers really was good for multifamily that, that really yeah translates, uh, yeah. well, uh, to real estate, to multifamily real estate in particular, but, um, uh, but I had no idea about operations. Like I had no idea how to operate these things. Like I, well, and I still don't know how to evict anybody. We have got people who do that. But uh, but I wanted to learn the ropes of, of, you know, how do you actually operate these things? Who do you, what's the, I had to build the team on, on to actually operate these things well.
0: Yeah, you know what, Kenny, I, I think, as personal experience, knowing how to do evictions, knowing how to fix things has actually slowed me down, right? So (laughs) I talk about 60 units the way you talk about 6,000 units. So it's, (laughs) I think honestly, just knowing that all you have to do is be able to identify the right people to manage is where your strength is, where you, you came into it um, and you've always had hustle, right? You can't deny it. You've always had hustle. You may not have come from money or a big opportunity, but what you built by the time you were 28 was somebody who can move up in companies. You, you right. identified, you learned, you, you modeled. And the fact that you're able to model somebody who was already successful, a friend, and you utilized that instead of saying, oh, they're, they're successful and, and ignoring or distancing from them. You said, how do I get closer and learn? That
1: made a big difference for you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm so grateful I had that, you know, I picked up the phone and, and reached out to her and, and uh, grateful she, she you know, suggested that two-day event, and, you know, and the rest is history. So. <laughs> it,
0: it's amazing. I'm sure you sat there with a pen, took all the notes, Googled uh, half the stuff later on.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was a, a whole bunch of padding. I love
0: ideas. it. So uh, syndication is, uh, it's definitely, there's a lot of people who do it wrong. There's a lot of people who do it. Well, there's there's a few people who do it right. And I don't want to say that. There's a lot of people who do it right. uh, But there's a few people who do it wrong. And uh, so you've been going around the country, teaching people how to actually evaluate the numbers, how to look at a deal and say, yes, this is something, because you got to learn how to passively invest before you go and start running these things. You know, Watching a good investor being involved in a good investor's program you're like the numbers you taught us, I've never looked at a spreadsheet of that size. Right? I bought the, the max I've ever bought was a twenty four unit building, and the spreadsheet wasn't like that. There wasn't. Um, I didn't have to worry about the managers. We put our own management in place. How did you learn it yourself? How did you learn the ropes on this?
1: Um, so I was part of. I'm a graduate from two guru groups. Um, I'm am an alumni. Uh, so uh, so I'm a free agent. I've been a free agent for five years. Uh, but uh, but I mean those really help. And 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 to me most of it. I mean, education, yes. Um, but to me, the biggest, the biggest plus of those groups is, is uh, I, I didn't have the network to raise a million bucks my first deal. Um, and those in that kind of setting, you, 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 I've seen it done many, many times. So, um, so to, to me, was was a great tool uh, uh, to use to be able to raise money your first time, uh, in your first, second or third, probably as well. But uh, eventually, the the rule, the the uh, they box you into a certain you know, flavor. And I, I just don't do that. So, uh, right. so I don't, I don't <laughs> <well> with that.
0: <laughs> so when, when you say they box you in to a certain flavor, what, what is, uh, what does that mean when it comes to coaching and gurus and those rooms?
1: So they're very like, they, 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 a lot, a lot of the times they focus on B and C class multifamily, which is great. I love that. We've done it. We've, we've done a lot of it. We're still going to do a lot more of it. Uh, but I also, my goal was to build a, a more a broader real estate investment company. Uh, where we do triple net hard money lending and development. That was the four things I wanted to do, and uh, now we're doing all of those four. But uh, but they kind of box you in, and so if you can't, uh, you know, if you if you can't abide by the rules, and if you say, oh, I'm doing this development deal, they'll they'll get a little upset. <laughs> I, I
0: love it. It's a lot like Dave Ramsey, right? So Dave Ramsey is a phenomenal training. I don't know if you're familiar with him, uh, the Full Money Makeover. So phenomenal if you have no money, right? It's a great place to start, and you know, basic. But if you go on his forums and you, you try to give people a little advice on leverage or God forbid syndication, they,
1: <laughs> yeah, no way, man.
0: They'll, they'll eat you alive. It's like no, no. This this is the only way you could possibly do it. That box is too small.
1: You've outgrown the box. It's time to go. I and mean, he's gonna he's very good at, at getting everybody back to zero. Yeah. Um, so if you want to be a zero and stay there, then go the arrangement.
0: <laughs> right, and but,
1: and like there's
0: a there's people who need to be at zero, like they're they're absolutely. negative, and so it's positive but you're right. Like if you want to be at zero Dave Ramsey and the right. Grant Cardone is you want to, you want to excel and get to that next level. You know, he's going to push you Rod Cleef, Kenny Wolf. Like you guys are having this conversation on a different level. All right. Yeah. I appreciate it, And Yeah.
1: It's uh, it's exciting. I, I love investing. I've always wanted to be a full-time investor. And so I've uh, I get to do what I love every day.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so development is kind of new for you. I knew this is something you always wanted to do uh, you want to talk a little bit about that project. You've already raised capital, so there's no no issues with the SEC. Uh, so that yeah. project in Rock- the Rockefeller uh, building, it's just a fascinating project.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful building. So it's a historic building um, in downtown Cleveland. Um, it's got the word Rockefeller right across the top of it, big white. Uh, it's actually deed restricted. Uh, you can't take it down. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty, very, Rockefeller. <laughs> it's very Rockefeller. So it was uh, yeah built in 1905. Uh, We're gonna, it's it's always been office building, it's 50% occupied today. Uh, We're gonna convert the vast majority to multifamily units, A-class downtown. Um, And then one of the cooler things was that after we uh, put the deal under contract, Jordan Williams announced their brand new global headquarters going literally across the street in two massive parking lots. I mean, you can't, the timing couldn't have been better. Uh, So we we took down the asset and um, Jordan Williams, they're supposed to move into their million dollar square foot space um, in, uh, when they say 2024, which it, it'll be about, be about a three-year build. So they're still built, building, uh, coming up here in a few months. And then, um, ours is going to, I mean, it's, uh, it's exciting and it's a lot of cool history stuff. I mean, there's seven, there's 36, uh, of Rockefeller safes, walk-in safes on the 17th floor. Uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's unreal. Um, George Steinbrenner, uh, had his office there in Cleveland in the Rockefeller. Wow. Uh, there's, it's, it's so cool, man. Uh, and, and we think there's a ghost on 14. Uh but anyway, it's a whole other (laughs) story. That's awesome. (laughs) It's it's
0: funny because
1: I remember hearing this project
0: before you're taking it down. You'd already lined up, you knew where you're doing it, and uh you're raising the capital just to do the renovations. Or maybe you maybe you had just taken it down, but now you're doing the the final raise and you were talking about a hundred million dollar building.
1: Right. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it'll be end of bound to me about 120. Um 120 evaluation because it's uh um I mean we've we've got we've got a um uh, we've got um, a, a vendor out of Chicago. They they run food halls across the country. Well, uh, we've already talked to them. They want to take down the full bottom floor plus some of the basement, 20,000 yep. square feet. I mean, so people are really excited about it um, on the tenant side as well. Um, the city is super excited because the same owner owned it for 52 years. You uh, mentioned yeah. building for 52 years. Wow. Um, anyways, that's amazing to me. So, so he's, uh, and he, 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 he did okay with it. He didn't, didn't bring it back to like, it's real glory. Like we're going to do, but um uh, but anyways it's it's a great location it's an awesome property um and just to have you know be able to be a part of that historic building in downtown is, is pretty cool
0: yeah it's it's just a cool project and i remember when you first uh mentioned it to me I, I thought about it and i said man i have no idea how he's going to do this but as you started to communicate the numbers i realized it was just sticker shock right like what well, we suffer from the people who buy the two families three families and right. then the people who buy in two three hundred units it's sticker shock. Like at the end of the day, it's the same process. And you're just looking into the future. You have to look into the future a little bit further and say, you know what, five, 10 years from now, this is going to be a good place to be. And Sherman williams was kind of that stamp that said, yes, you've done the right choice.
1: Right. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: And you can't, always, you can't always see it, but by by moving in the right direction, doing all the research you do, how many deals do you take down a year? It, it's not a ton,
1: right? Um, I mean, we'll do six this year. Uh, I mean, some, I know one year, I think 2018 is only two. Um, So we're pretty picky on what we do. Um, This year has been really busy. We get, we've been getting a lot of off market stuff, like first crack at it, um, this year and a little bit of last year. So it, it's nice to, to be able to see that kind of stuff, but, um, and it, I mean, it keeps us busy. So, um, uh, but I mean, that's, it just depends on the year. Uh, you know, we're, I'm unfortunate. I don't have to buy another deal in my life. Yeah, you know, um, so this is, this is for fun and for, and for build something bigger, bigger and better for everybody involved. And so, um, at this point, um, the investors and everybody, but, uh, um, that's really kind of why why we do what we do. But, uh, but again, yeah, we just focus on the properties that make sense. And if they don't, you gotta be able to pass them too. that's, that's a good sign of an investor. Is like, you you don't buy everything, right. Um, you know, there's, there's deals where people try to put a, you know, round peg in a square hole and that it's usually a disaster. So yeah.
0: If the strategy doesn't work with the location or the location doesn't work with the building, the strat like you can't put them in the wrong place just because hey, I learned how to flip single families, but now I'm in the multifamily market. Doesn't right. doesn't necessarily work. So, yeah. so Kenny, you, you mentioned something uh, you're your building, you don't have to buy anymore. You do it for fun. And the other piece is that you're you're doing one to six deals but then you mentioned that you're getting these things off market. Why do you think it has increased this year? Is it because you've just done more talks? You've been more influential, or do you think the market has had a little bit of a benefit for the
1: multifamily side? Um, I mean, I think in multifamily, especially like you're playing, I don't want to say the big leagues, but, but whatever, we'll, we'll just call it that we'll call it what it is, but. There isn't the a bigger league, league so yeah, it must I be. Not. I guess we're in the big leagues, but. Uh, I try to stay humble uh, the, uh, uh, with the big leagues, you know, and so that um, uh, so it really matters who can close. And so in, in a pandemic, you know, who do they really think can close a deal? Uh, and we've closed every single deal we've put under contract. Um, and so by having that kind of rep reputation and also um, not retrading um, on, on a deal after we get under contract. Right. Um, then, uh, you know, I think that goes a long way with the brokers. Um, plus, I mean, brokers were hungry there, there was' not a lot of stuff coming to market on 2020 and so these guys were uh, that's their, that's their livelihood and so uh, you just reach out to them and, and say hey i I'm, I'm looking for this go find it and man it's amazing we've you've had more, uh, a lot more uh, success on on help on the buy side from brokers this year than ever uh, just because nice. it was slow for them so
0: yeah, I find that brokers, when they're commercial—not small commercial, but large enough commercial—they actually become worthy real estate agents. But everything <laughs> below that grade, it's like I could just go to a wholesaler and probably get my deal faster, or I'll probably be faster for me to call the the owner themselves, right? <laughs> <laughs> and like I'm a I'm a licensed agent, so I, I can say that, right? <laughs>
1: okay, good. Yeah, I didn't say
0: that. <laughs> no, that wasn't that wasn't you. That was uh, you just you just your eyes told the story <laughs> so it, it's fascinating right the broker's been working um so i don't know if you know uh, charles dobbins but he he was a syndication coach in, out of boston okay and uh so we hired him a while back phenomenal guy great coach and he says it. he says honestly the brokers are where your deals come from right. i know that's counterintuitive for the small guys but once you get to that certain size
1: really they off. truly are even the off-market stuff i mean yeah uh, I've done in all 10 years, I've done one true um, um, seller to buyer direct transaction over 10 years. So all the rest, like I said, even if they're off market, they're through a broker. Right. So, yeah.
0: At that level, you want somebody else looking at everything. You want somebody else running it, building, the, you know, setting up all the appointments. It makes sense to bring the brokers in. Uh, so it's, it's exciting because we get to move towards a better space. Uh, Kenny, this is more of a personal, since I've got you here, I'm going to get you, you know, dragging in a coaching session for me. Uh, I've convinced Darina to move to Tampa with me for the winter because uh, we're okay. looking at the Tampa market. I'd like to do my first you know, 50 units, 100 units down there. Uh, what do you think about uh,
1: DFW in Tampa? um so um i'll pick on dfw first Um uh, I, mean, I think dfw is fine i mean it's a great market we just bought an a class deal here in june um uh, right on right like 200 yards from the lake i mean it's a beautiful asset nice. um uh that's something else that the gurus don't teach you is that you can go to a class so anyway that's the whole, i mean you have to know how to do it but and structure it right but you can make the numbers work um but anyways i digress um (laughs) it's it's very exciting to me by the way (laughs) i know i i get i could talk real estate all day Uh, i get excited about it um but we i mean we sold a c-class deal in dfw in january for like 90 a door uh, 92 a door i mean it was just it was insane um it had a chiller on it it's got a lot of you know it was definitely a c-class deal for 92 we're building this 88 unit deal that we're doing now for like 115 a door uh, in town. And so to me, right now, the play in DFW is either one of two things either building brand new um, because you're getting a, a slightly higher basis, but you got a brand new product. Um, and then, or, or two, um, we've seen some of these A class deals work out because the interest rates are so low. Um, and then, if you're able to structure your debt the right way, um, get a little bit leverage, a higher leverage than um, like this last one, we got 84% leverage on an A class wow. deal, right? So, if, if you get <laughs> that leverage, on A-class deal, and the interest rate was 2.96 locked for 10 years. I mean, if you do that kind of stuff, you can trade up to the A-class um, uh, today. Now, three years ago, no way. It wouldn't have made sense because they were no. still paying five and a half cap rates, but the interest rates were four and a half. So right. you got a 1% spread. Well, we're below 3%. I'm buying them for five and a half, you know? Well, okay, now all of a sudden they make sense, you know? So trade up when you can.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like it, it actually makes sense right now to go to A-Class. The lenders are more comfortable with it. They'll give you those uh, low interest rates.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're looking at another historical building in downtown Dallas right now, if I take that down. Um, uh, I think we'll get that one pretty easy. But uh, um, uh, anyway, so I mean, so that's what I think now. And then also too, we're looking at two other office conversion deals uh, to multifamily in downtown Dallas right now. Switching them out. Yep. So, uh, working on those in Dallas, um, B and C class. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I saw a group put out a investment offering and their total return was 70% on a B class deal, um, 100%. over five years. I, you know, I don't know. We just don't do that kind of stuff. Um, it's just right. not our cup of tea. So, uh, we want to double their money in five years or less. And if we can't, then we pass. Uh, um, so anyway, so, uh, and then Tampa, I mean, I went out there probably four or five, probably five years ago now, to check it out Um, and it's um, it was just as hot as Dallas Um, um, so but I mean the the demographics are awesome Um, you've got it you're protected from hurricanes for the most part Uh, so you're fine there Um, uh, but I mean I think it's it's demographic wise it's a great it's a great place to be Um, I think it's gonna I think you're gonna have some competition but there's competition everywhere um, except for us in Cleveland we're buying (laughs) all of it don't tell anybody Uh, but don't tell anybody yeah don't tell anybody (laughs) uh but other than that i mean there's competition everywhere uh, i just got outbid on a in el paso on a deal um whisper price was 10 million and um to be in the best and final you had to be at 10.5 wow half a million over the whisper price just to get best and final that's insane yeah. and then in east texas longview a b class deal i was outbid by 350k uh on the whole deal um which is just i mean it's crazy so uh there's definitely um definitely a lot of demand to buy multifamily still. Um, right. and I think it's only going to increase because uh, there's still some people on the sidelines, but I mean, we get cold calls all the time for our existing multifamily stuff for folks yep. to buy a lot of it, a lot of that, uh, New York zip codes. I mean, a lot of New York city zip codes are calling us, uh, but yeah. <laughs> our deals, but, uh, which I don't blame them. uh, uh but anyways, um, I digress again. Go all
0: no, it, it makes sense, Kenny, <laughs> because New York's making the money, right? You got New York, and I'm sure uh, you're getting them from LA or San Diego, and they're calling in saying, Hey, look, I'm, I want to get in the game. I can't buy where I am, but all the stuff you've got makes sense.
1: Right. And that's the thing. Like, they did. De- I mean, if you had to worry about not getting your rent frozen for a year, or whatever they're doing up there in New York City, I mean, how do you make that work? You know? So uh, we're going
0: through that in Boston right now. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know how y'all do it. <laughs> It's uh fortunately we own enough where they cover each other. It's like an insurance policy, right. but if you don't own enough, you could definitely get taken out in this. Uh, like if you own a, a three family in Boston, you paid a million for, and all it takes is one tenant to not pay for a year, You're fucked. Like it's game right. over yeah. and you're in trouble.
1: I don't know, man. Yeah. That's, that, that's unreal. So, so we, we, we focused on like the landlord friendly States. And so I think we're seeing more and more outside investors come in yeah. uh, to those markets. And I think we'll see more of that there with with the fed in fed promising low interest rates for the next two years. Um, I mean, it's going to fuel multifamily real estate in general, but definitely multifamily. Um, cause like I said, I mean, I, this, this deal we're looking at a class, I mean, it's a historic building. I can buy it at a five and a half and a 2.8% interest rate. We're going to cash up like eight and a half nine 9% on a yeah. like prime location in downtown Dallas with, you know, I don't know. It's just phenomenal. So, um, Anyways, so you can, you, can, uh, you can make these deals work. And I think you're just going to see more and more competition for them.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. You know, Kenny, the way you look at it is you don't need every deal. And so that's why you look at it really intelligently. You're just looking and saying, hey, look, I want to do another deal because I enjoy doing the deal, but I don't have to do this one. You're doing it. Everybody grows as you continue and expand. Where do you see yourself going over the next five years? Where do you see your company growing, uh, your partnerships? Uh, what is your goal? Uh,
1: yeah, so um, the we we if you haven't checked it out, uh, the book Traction uh, is, is absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, book. it's good. So we um, we set our big ten year goal at, at so twenty twenty nine uh, is to have a billion dollars of real estate under management. Um, nice. So that's really the big goal. So we've got kind of broken down to three year goals and and year goal, you know, all that kind of stuff. Anyways, if you haven't read the book and you're a business owner, go buy it today. It's phenomenal. Um, but that's, that's it. A billion dollars of real estate under management. And honestly, uh, with Rockefeller and some of these other bigger projects we're doing, I think we're going to hit that a lot faster. So I need to read my goal. (laughs) I think so. So that's, that's a billion dollars asset
0: value. I think that you will hit that, uh, you're on a trajectory that will blow that past. I I think that setting the 10 years makes it a safe, a safe number. Uh, but I think that you're absolutely right. Like you have that trajectory, you're, you're on track to do it. Uh, and it's fascinating to watch you because that, that was Grant Cardone's uh, figure when he started and it, or it was 10,000 units or a billion dollars, one of those, and okay. he's hit it now. And it's like, it's amazing to watch. You know, the, the okay. titans of this can do it. You know, it's just staying focused.
1: Right, that, and well, and also the cool thing about multifamily, it's so scalable. Uh, that was a huge draw for me um, because of the non recourse lending I mean, you could take this as big as you want it, you know, Um, you're capped on single family to somewhat right Um, on that. And so um, the lending side, it frees you up. It's so scalable because lending one the lending, but two also the on the day-to-day management of the properties is run by um, we have awesome onsite folks um, at all of our properties and you know they take care of our asset and um um you know and I I take them out to lunch uh, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an even trade <laughs> but anyway exactly. so it, uh, but it's really cool and then also you know by investing this way you're also creating jobs um on obviously, obviously our on-site folks but also the rehab all the rehab we do where, you know so it's pretty cool to be that part of it too is to uh, be someone who's helping move the economy forward and, and not just trading paper on the stock market <laughs> well,
0: it's like you said, uh, it's, you got a 50 year old owner. The owner was there 50 years, but had half vacancy. And so yeah. you're going in there and repurposing the building, increasing the occupancy and revitalizing the city. So the city officials see the value, but you're the new people who have a new place to live updated and the functionality of being right there in the building with all that stuff you have at the
1: bottom. It's fantastic. Oh yeah. It's, it's so awesome to be able to give back to the community like that too. Um, uh, so we, we were already thanked, we've been thanked multiple times on multiple projects by the police departments uh, across <laughs> yeah, I'm sure about having a lot fewer calls. Uh, so. yeah. <laughs> it's a,
0: it's a point of pride, but in the beginning, everybody makes
1: fun of you for picking that building up and it's like, ah, don't you worry, I'm going to turn it around. <laughs> exactly. We, we, our first acquisition in Cleveland uh, was a mid-rise C mine um, and steel. And I thought, more C- yeah, I, I've I th- never thought, heard somebody say that. <laughs> when I toured it, I thought it was more of a C. But then the week after we bought it, one of the city council members drove up, and she goes, "I'm so glad you guys bought the asset. Uh, can I bring the drug dogs through?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, what the heck? Uh, what, 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 what you mean what do we what do we do here?" I, I mean, you can smell pot, but I didn't think it was that bad. Right. Blocking uh, <laughs> the unit. but uh, but anyways, they uh, uh, they they actually ended up not having to come through. But we turned that property around. I mean, it's much better now. Um, Amazon, um, we have like loads of Amazon employees now there. so it's really the actual culture in the building has changed and really improved for everybody there there and the city loves it too. so it's you know it's cool to be a part of.
0: It's awesome, man. Kenny, so have you ever read the book Big Shifts Ahead? It's a real estate investor book talks about the future of real estate?
1: I have not. I need to. I'll write that down.
0: So you, you might like, I mean, you follow it anyway, like right? you're, you're investing in the South, you're investing in multifamily, you're, you're moving in a lot of the right directions uh, and your information on DFW and uh, Tampa, like it's so in line with the book. They wrote it five years ago and basically they're a real estate evaluation company. They, they evaluate the entire market and they did it five years ago and they're saying this is what it's gonna look like over the next 10 years. And so your, your evaluations gave us a good snapshot. The book is called uh, Big Shifts Ahead, Exactly. If you're interested, it's a great yeah. book. They have an audible as well. Uh, and I learned a lot And this conversation has um, solidified a lot of that information uh, from somebody who's actually in the ground doing it in the trenches. Uh, so really valuable conversation so far, Kenny.
1: Good, man. Good. Yeah. I'm glad to be here.
0: <laughs> I, I got to ask you uh, because I ask everybody uh, and we're about to wrap up. So uh, I know you got other things you got to do, but I got to ask you the three pieces of advice. If you could go back actually before I ask this question, uh, selfish, where do you think the economy is going over the next five years? Multifamily, do you think we're going towards more of uh, affordable housing, or do you think luxury is going to hold its ground? Uh, what do you think is probably the right uh, structure to be in over the next five, 10 years?
1: Um, well, one, hard assets. Uh, inflation is going to be absolutely insane. Because they, they've already pumped in about twice what they did for 08 and 09 into the economy. And then it sounds like everybody's on board for doubling that um, you know, so, I mean, your dollar is going to be, go a lot less farther. So that means rents are going to go up, valuations are going to pop. Uh, so, I mean, I'm telling folks, I mean, buy hard assets, whether it's with me or whoever, gold, or I don't think, I don't like precious metals myself, but I like something cash flows, but hard assets are really in general are going to be do very well. Um, paper is going to be, you know, not worth very much, uh, in my opinion, um, over the next five years, I'd say so. Uh, so that being said, I think multifamily is probably one of the um, uh, best hard, you know, hard assets to buy, um, and not not because I'm biased, but because uh, it's it's a it's a, you can buy a big enough building, rents are going to keep going up. Obviously, your expenses are probably going to go up somewhat as well. Um, but we're not they're not building any more B and C class asset stuff um, anywhere. You can't you can't you can't afford to build it that cheap. Um, so uh, um, so. But the caveat is the only way I think affordable plays a big piece is if you're in uh, maybe California or New York or Massachusetts, like places like that. They're gonna they kind of lean that way, or right. or really lean that way. Um, I, I think that's that could probably be a play there. Uh, but again, I mean, I, um, as an investor, you want to stack the chips in your favor. Uh, so if if I got to pay a mortgage, and that, then that, then they for sure has to have to pay us rent. Um, so that's fair, uh, in my opinion. Uh so um so anyways, that uh that to me, I think if you're you know, keeping the if you're in the fairway, I think for the most part you're gonna um you're gonna see, you know, valuations go up, rents are gonna skyrocket. Um, and uh, uh I think multifamily is a very good place to be. Um obviously um we'll see here in a few weeks who wins, but um a big piece to wh- why we do what we do um um is is the tax shield. And so if that, if that, that'll be, we'll see what happens with that. So we're all kind of watching with that, but, um, but still, you're going to, people have to have a place to live. Um, and, um, more and more, um, single family homes are being outpriced, you know, uh, from starter homes. I mean, the starter home now in Dallas, Fort Worth is a town home. If you can believe it. I mean, it's, it's, which is crazy. Uh, who would have thought us with so much land, the starter home is, is a town home. You know, um, so anyway, so you're seeing it here in Dallas, Fort Worth, um, and not really all over Texas for the most part, but, uh, but, you know, you're just going to see growth and um, not building as much. You can't build affordable housing uh, yep. unless you subsidize it somehow, some way, and that's going to have its limits too. So uh, that means you're going to have um, more and more folks packing into just less and less units. Yeah.
0: And I think that I do see that uh, as one of the pieces, and they mentioned that in Big Shifts Ahead is, People are moving from the colder states into the warmer states, out from California into the more affordable states. There's, there's a shift. There's a lot going on. Uh, and what you said is how people can pre- uh, protect themselves and prepare themselves is hard, have hard assets, have things that like flow, uh, multifamilies for sure, even if you're starting small, but eventually want to get to the bigger stuff, uh, learn the ropes, uh, get somebody like Kenny to teach you the process. Uh, even if you have to invest in one of his deals or somebody else's deals, uh, that is probably the easiest way to, to get yourself started. So, Ken, before we, uh, we let you get back to buying the, half the world, uh, what is three pieces of advice? You back to young Ken, young 20-year-old Kenny and say, hey, these are the three pieces of advice so you can build your empire faster, be happier, uh, live a little better. What three pieces would you, would you give somebody at 20 years old?
1: Right, uh, so um, I actually get asked by a lot of twenty-year-olds now, so which is funny. Uh, I feel like an old man now. Uh, so, anyway, Tell me both. <laughs> don't shave your head; it makes you look older. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, the uh, um, uh, so I'd say you know, the biggest piece is go big or go home. Um, so, um, if, I mean, if you have to start with single family, start with single family and trade up, you know. But if you're able to figure out how to, and I say figure out um, because that's what it is—you just got to figure out how to come up with a million dollars. If you don't have it um then you got to go raise it and then then you got to go down the rabbit hole. okay well how do i raise it well you talk to an SEC attorney make sure you do it the right way um because you don't want that to happen bad to happen but uh, uh but you network like all get out to get there so go big or go home um uh, and i'm trying not to do too long but once one quick story on that is that so um our first syndication was 76 units but it was part of our portfolio of um the other ones 32 units um Uh, so anyway so um but that seller did not want to sell me my 76 unit deal until the 32 unit closed so think about that he did not want to get stuck with a 32 unit deal there's some wisdom in there that's a whole nother podcast bud so we'll do that later but (laughs) but i'm down for it (laughs) yeah that same guy who bought the 32 unit i think he's done 400 units today over 10 years um and we've done 4700 right by now um I'm not, not bashing them at all, but just saying like, I mean, the trajectory is phenomenal. When you can afford a third party management company to take care of all the day-to-day stuff, you can focus on building a portfolio. You can move so much faster over over the same amount of time as if you started out with the small ones and 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 worked your way up. And, and you can do that. I've seen a lot of folks do some really cool things by doing that, but it takes them 30, 40 years to, to get there. And. Who has that time? Uh, so, hundred
0: anyway. percent.
1: Who has that time? <laughs> All right. So that was a long one. Go big or go home. Yep. Um, uh, two would be, um, you know, uh, make sure whatever real estate you're getting into is scalable. Um, you know, because you've got to be able to grow it from zero to, you know, a thousand, two, two, three thousand. Don't and and don't and I guess the th- third one would be um, don't limit yourself on belief. Um, a lot of I think a lot of the times. We get in our own way. We, we 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 hear I can't do that. You know, um, you know when we were, it was so funny. So when um, how Rockefeller came about is, I was being driven or driven 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 home, driven to the airport um, from Cleveland. Um, we passed a warehouse, and I just threw out uh, to Augustino up there, my buddy uh, and partner up there in Cleveland. Uh, I said, hey, there's a warehouse. I go, man, I how about the Bible one of those and turn into multifamily? He goes, really? He goes, all oh, Cleveland's like that. I'll find something. So anyway, so I fly up like two, three weeks later. He goes, hey, I got this deal for you to go, you know, look at. So we're driving up and he says, yeah, it's the Rockefeller building. And I'm like, what do you mean Rockefeller building? And he put, we're driving up on it. And I go, oh my gosh, is that it? And he goes, yeah. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like halfway out the car with my phone camera, trying to get video and photos of this thing. Um, but it never crossed my mind that I can't do this right um, I, now, maybe 10 years ago. Yes. Uh, right. You know, I would have thought like that. And and granted, you can't go zero to Rockefeller, but you can go zero to 76 units. I mean, that's what I did, you know? And so right. it was more of a belief thing um, and just figure out what holes you got to fill. You know, I put 75K of my own money in that first syndication deal. I nice. didn't have the 825 it took to buy that deal, um, right. but I, I figured out where to go find it.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, so
1: really that's it. I mean, I, the self-limiting beliefs is, is a really big thing. Uh, yeah. So just get out of your own way. Um, network like crazy. That's a f- free fourth one for you. You know that very well. But- yeah, work like crazy. There you go. Four, yep. four, four, so-,
0: so think big. Uh, don't don't get in your don't have limiting beliefs or remove the limiting beliefs and network because your network is your net worth. It's all about who you connect with people you're, you're learning from. Uh, just hanging out with you the past couple times that I have, Kenny, I've learned so much. Uh, I appreciate you so much, all the information you've given. If somebody wanted to learn more about you, somebody wanted to connect with you, learn about more of your deals or anything you're working on, because uh, you've got a big plan for the future. And I think anybody who's smart, it's like betting on Tesla before Tesla was a publicly <laughs> traded stock, right? So what is the easiest way to get in touch with you or learn more about your deals?
1: Uh, yeah. So the best way is uh, Wolf with an E Dash Investments um, We also have a YouTube channel. Where we put out a new video every Thursday, uh, kind of a free educational kind of deal uh, to folks. Um, and then find us on 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 uh, Facebook as well. Excellent.
0: I love that you're doing the free education. Uh, After this call, if you can send me over, just text those to me or text them to Darina and we'll make sure it's on our YouTube channel. We'll make sure it's on the podcast, on the blog, on Facebook. This way we can uh, give anybody who's listening an opportunity to learn more about how they can scale. And instead of buying your silly little two families, you could go and buy a 70 unit uh, building right up front. Thank you so much, Kenny. I appreciate you, man. Cheers to your success. When you have a choice, always work with the best. Thanks. Thanks, man. Take care. Yep.